Real stories from the team at Northern California's country radio station. Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. You are inside Froggy 92.9. We all share one story from behind the scenes here at the station. We always come up with an interesting way to figure out how we're going to share it. And I was thinking there's been a big back and forth lately between Major League Baseball owners and the players. And neither side is looking good at all, in my opinion. They're both playing numbers and games and talking about injuries. And the fans, in my opinion, are going to riot. As if we don't have enough riots in America. But I was thinking, I was like, man, this is about the time of year where, you know, baseball would really be humming. My father-in-law said to me the other day, would have been a great day this Saturday for a Giants game. So what was, either growing up or currently, who is your favorite baseball player of all time? And I'll start with you, Jen. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna say it. I'm going to get crap for it. But Brian Wilson, I love him. He's insane. I hated him when he went to the Dodgers, but I love him. Okay. I don't think you get crap for it. I mean, it was a brief period, but he really made a big impact with the Giants. Brian Wilson. Okay. I will jump in and say uh, it has to forever be growing up. I was a Will Clark fan. I had my dad was able to get his autograph in an airport while he was on his way to Texas to go sign with the Rangers, by the way. He saw him on that trip. I just love the way he played. Still to this day, he's my favorite player. So I'll go in at Will Clark. Tanner? My favorite is Ken Griffey Jr. of the Seattle Mariners. I saw his number be retired. I was like at the game. and got to watch the whole ceremony and everything, and it was awesome. And Amber. Tipper Jones from the Braves. Great choice. Yeah. And he was good looking, and my grandmother loved him. <laughs> he was good for a long time. I mean, he had some incredible years for like 20 years. Yeah, he was great. One ring, you know. Some Braves smack for you. So, Brian Wilson, Will Clark, Kendrick Jr., uh, Chipper Jones. We are going to go alphabetical by first name. So, Jen, you're up first with. Brian Wilson, your story. Mine's not necessarily a personal story, but it's not something that we've really been able to kind of talk about, and that is Country Summer. Last weekend, we should have been at Country Summer, and it was kind of a weird experience for me because Dan and I have been with the festival since the beginning, and it was like, what do you mean I didn't work 78 hours this week? Well, like, what do you mean I wasn't out at the fairground? So now that we can talk about it, Country Summer has been postponed to June 25th, 26th, and 27th of next year. What are we feeling? We haven't had a chance to really kind of get together and talk about it collectively. It was a huge bummer, of course, because I wanted to see Eric Church and Kelsey Ballerini and Chris Young and everyone else. But I felt like this year was the first year of Amber and I actually being the morning show going to Country Summer 2020. I, Country Summer last year, Amber and I were still really new. We were only the morning show for, I think, what, two months? So uh, a lot of our interactions with our listeners, that's my favorite part of Country Summer is talking to our listeners, getting to talk with them and, and just spend time with them. And last year, it was so much getting to know you with our listeners. I feel like our listeners know who Amber and I are as people now. So I was really looking forward to that. But we have social media for that, I guess. But it's just not the same. And what do you feel? I think it's important for people to understand that none of us, I don't want to say we're not getting paid, but if Country Summer does really well or really bad, you know, none of us like see a difference in our paycheck per se. Mm -hmm. Generally, we want it to do well because we generally want the station to do well. 
but there's not like some pay for play. And if it hits a certain ticket level that we all get some huge bonus. I say that because the reason why we do it and the reason why we put so much of ourselves into promoting it and making it good and pushing for the artists from the on-air standpoint is because we care about the support that we get from our listeners. We care about the money that they spend with us. And we care about just, you want to do a good job for the people who support you year round, right? And so that really became evident to me during this past weekend when it didn't happen because so many listeners reached out and said, I missed it in my life. Not, damn, I wish I got drunk this weekend or damn, I wish I'd seen an artist if I could check it off on my bucket list. They were talking about missing that experience, that community, that, like, that emotional connection to being there. And so I guess it was just really rewarding to me to know that we all work at it from that standpoint. And it's really received from that standpoint that it's become this tradition of they, they don't think about Tim McGraw and Florida Georgia line. They think about family, friends, community, good times, food, beer. And those are the things that last forever. That's what I experienced. I guess if I was looking for a silver lining, I really I, I took that away. I mean, you guys have pretty much hit on all of it. I, I agree with Tanner that I was excited to be able to see people that I recognize this year and be familiar with because we were so new. It was like we got here in April and then it was like immediately country summer. So this year we were kind of able to build up the hype and understand and see people like really get excited about it and enjoy it. And we did see that last year, but kind of like you're saying, Dano, country summer is a part of people's lives here and it's part of our lives. It's a big part of our lives especially Jen's, <laughs> but I was really excited just to see a concert. It had, it's probably been a year since I had seen a show, and I know a lot of people also feel that way, and just be out in the sun and get vitamin D, and <laughs> I'm sad, but I, I agree. It's, it's for the best. I think that next year is going to be better. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to next year and being able to, you know, release lineups and get back to the swing of things of having country summer being, you know, kind of a part of our life again. It's definitely yeah. a weird situation. So, and I'll just say that there was obviously a series of announcements that had to happen, including not having the full lineup out. And then we had to postpone to October and then now this postponement. And sometimes when it seems like the story is changing in different directions, it can seem like maybe it's, I don't know, mess inside. I can tell you that we have been, all the, every step of the process with Country Summer has been about responding to what's going on with the COVID situation. Yeah. So and that's the one that keeps changing, not us. So we're, we're following what seems safe. We're following what makes sense. We're following what we're going to be able to do. And so if you've wondered why it seems like it's a little bit of a revolving door, it's trying to be nimble. I think we've done a good job considering but I just wanted to clarify that for people because sometimes it can be like, well, what's the deal? Is it October? Is it 2021? You know, make up your mind. When we made the official announcement that it was going to be postponed until 2021, I was expecting our listeners to be so mad and we have to almost do crisis management, but I'm just so proud of the type of listeners that Froggy 92.9 has because everyone was extremely understanding for the most part, except for, you know, a, a very, very, very small percentage and everyone's understanding, yeah, this is for the best. So proud of you guys for making this decision. Can't wait till 2021. And we aired a radio special last weekend, SIP Country Summer. And people were, you know, posting on their Instagram stories with the radio on in the background, hanging out in their backyards, 
drinking White Claws and made me really proud of what Froggy 92.9 is and what our listeners are like. Drinking Bud Light Seltzers. Yep, drinking Bud Light <laughs> Seltzers. <laughs> well, Jen, thank you for bringing that up. That, that shouldn't go unmentioned because uh, that's definitely a big part of the station. So I, I appreciate that. Alphabetical by favorite baseball player's first name. Amber, you're up next with Chipper Jones. C, letter C. Atlanta Braves, great. Go Braves. How about them Braves? So I had a listener last night respond to an Instagram story that I posted about going back to the gym. And she said, hey, I get to go back to the gym too this week. I broke my toe. And I said, oh, man, that stinks. You broke your toe. An unsolicited broken toe pick. It was gnarly. <laughs> it was very, very broken. I was like, jeez. It was fine. And I felt bad for her. But then we got a message from another listener. Or I did. And it was multiple messages. And everything was mistyped. And she goes, sorry, I'm really drunk right now. But you know that I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so last night was a wild night. But I want to know... What is the craziest either message or interaction you've ever had with a froggy listener? Oh, I've got one. <laughs> Let's hear it. Handful of years ago, I posted my Facebook status as something like, if you really know me, you don't call me because I'm not going to answer the phone. Like real people know I only text or something like that. I, that hadn't been posted on my Facebook page for longer than three minutes. And I get a text from a number I don't recognize. And I'm like, who is this? And it's a froggy listener that I'm friends with on Facebook. And apparently my phone number was on Facebook and I didn't know it. And I was like, yeah, this this is, you you can't text me. I didn't give you my number. And I immediately went and searched through Facebook to figure out where my phone number was. of listeners have my phone number it's not a big deal but this particular listener is not a listener that I would have given my phone number to willingly so that that was weird to me that this person was like oh text you huh maybe I can find your phone number somewhere and I'm gonna text you randomly like that's not okay wow that was a weird one I got a letter from a listener from jail my person is the same person who wrote you that letter from jail and i'm sorry i said jail i meant prison in another state wasn't my dad (laughs) oh (laughs) i'm not going to get into too much detail because i'm not looking to cause any embarrassment but that is definitely something that happened i got a letter in the mail that was from another state's department of corrections and (laughs) i was not sure what to do with it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. But that, that was one, I should have kept it, uh, but that was one for the record books. I've got a, a, another one that's a little bit more. Another one I'll share is we've got a listener in Maine, Dalton in Maine, who calls me up. He streams Froggy on the app. And I think he used to date someone around here. I'm not exactly sure his connection to Sonoma County. He definitely called me after some soda pops the other day and left me a voicemail. <laughs> it's just a guy in Maine is let me call Dano's, not even the request line. He called my desk line at my office. <laughs> he has that extension line. That's premium access. I guess he looked it up. I don't know. I mean, it's not that hard to find, but. But with the prison one, you you got to at least admit that, like, 
that's how important froggy is to people like we have that kind of pull like not to toot our own horns here but that's pretty cool yeah we're, we're prison letter status it's pretty sweet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that should be our new like tagline instead of today's country froggy prison letter status 92.9 <laughs> <laughs> Those are my ideas. So my favorite listener interaction is probably the first month or so that we, Amber and I moved here. I was having an issue in my apartment where there's a natural gas leak and it was very, very bad. And my landlord wasn't exactly a, a great guy. He's the guy that lived below me in, a, in another unit. And he was just an awful neighbor, an awful landlord. And it, it, it was an awkward situation. And a listener calls one day when Amber and I are talking about it. He's like, you want me to beat this guy up? He's like, no, where do you live? I will beat this guy up. I forgot about that. <laughs> and I had to be like, no, it's okay. He's like, take down my phone number right now. And the next time he's home, call me. I will beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> was he serious? He was dead serious. He wanted to beat up my landlord. Was it Terry? No, it wasn't Terry. It wasn't Terry. Terry's my favorite listener interaction at least once a week. He's, he's this guy. And Dan, I think you might know him. He, he calls in and he's Terry and he has all these conspiracy theories. He, he gives us great advice. Gives us great advice like you should put a baseball bat through the walls in your house for the insurance money. <laughs> <laughs> the first time Terry called us, he's like, it was 5 a.m. He's like, hey, y'all, it's Terry from Roner Park. Woo! He's like, well, I'm drunk. Also, uh, nobody can tell me to stop eating soft serve ice cream. I don't give a bleep if I'm lactose intolerant. The doctor can go blah, 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 bleep, bleep, bleep. It's like, what is happening? Lactose intolerant. And it's awesome because like Amber and I have a weird sense for when Terry is calling. Terry calls at like very random times throughout the entire show. But it makes our day every single time. He never lets us talk back to him, but he goes on this no. like giant three-minute rant and just hangs up the phone at a random time. What's funny is that I think people don't understand that that's, as DJs and on-air personalities sitting in the studio, that's what we want. I want to pick up the phone, and I want your flamethrower on. Hit me with the takes. Give me the whole thing. Drop the mic because it's so much easier to edit. <laughs> and it, but we're never able to use it because he cusses every other word. <laughs> and I, and I love it, it makes me laugh so hard. At first I thought it was Dano playing a prank on us. And then mm. as time went on, I was like, there's no way Dano could make those sounds with his mouth. <laughs> And sometimes I still think it's kind of a prank. And I asked Robin Joss who about it and who? Uh, who and Joss was like, Are you sure you're not talking about this person? She's like, But whoever you're talking about, I think they're actually a genius, but they are kind of crazy. And I, that sounds exactly like Terry. Yeah. Because like I would like that insurance money. But <laughs> 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 no insurance money you rent oh that's a good point <laughs> well that's a great uh, amber that's a great topic thank you for sharing that you're so welcome up next alphabetical by first name of favorite baseball player tanner comes in at letter k with one of my favorites as a kid ken griffey jr must have been on the cover of sports illustrated for kids a hundred times 
Yeah, I just want to say Ken Griffey Jr. is the GOAT. That's all I have to say about that. But we get a lot of interesting messages on our social media formats. Follow us at froggy 992.9 on Facebook and Instagram, by the way. But I noticed we, we've been getting a lot of these, it looks like spam messages about the KB fan club. That is the Kane Brown fan club. And the messages go like this. Will you, and it's like an, an emoji po pointing at you, please play. And there's like a praying hand emoji. Every other word is an emoji. And it's like hashtag KB nation, like all this stuff that isn't applicable to all what we're talking about. And at first I was like, okay, that's cool, I guess. I, I thought it was real, but then after a while, I was like, this is a bot. Kane Brown hired people, obviously, to spam all these radio accounts. But I did some more research. What I found out was there's these Facebook groups of people that are huge Kane Brown fans, and they plan these huge media floods. If you are member one through 80, you have to message radio stations. If you're on Facebook, if you're 80 through 100, you have to go on Twitter. And it's all these like 50 year old ladies just love Kane Brown. I think it's kind of awesome in a way because Kane Brown has that type of support and, and they call themselves KB Nation. It looks like spam, but it's actually real response that's copy and pasted. So my question to everyone is, if you were a part of a fan club that had, that would go and spam accounts on social media and stuff like that, which country artist would you pick? I mean, I'd probably go with Morgan Wallen because I love him. I'm also never in any reality or unreality, I'm gonna waste my time spamming people to play songs on the radio. Um, but I mean, I, I would probably do something like a Morgan Wallen or a Luke Combs. That's who I'm really into right now. Jen, who am I going to say? Scotty MacBand? No. Oh, oh, but it's country artists. I don't know. Reba? Number one would be Sam Hunt. I've become uh, a bit of a stand for Sam, but he doesn't need it. So I will then pivot and say Miranda Lambert because she does need it. Thank God, though, Bluebird is on its way up and okay. hopefully... I want to point out that Miranda Lambert is in the top 10 with Bluebird for the first time in six years. Do you know what happened six years ago? Take a wild freaking guess. I don't know. She fell out of her car or something. She's not had a top 10 single since she divorced Blake. Yeah. A lot of that's because the last album was definitely, you know, what, where she was emotionally. So there wasn't a lot of hits on there, whatever. Mm -hmm. that's, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. That's a joke. So um, I thought I, Tin Man was top 10, was it not? What's that? I thought Tin Man was top 10, but I must be mistaken. I, that's the headline that I read, was that it was the first time she's gotcha. in the top six years. So I mean, she's not someone who has a ton of number ones anyways. It's, so she's never, even when she was really cooking, she's never, like, for whatever reason, gotten those ones. But she was getting in the tens. And she was, so I just want to point that out there. So I, I would say Miranda. I love Miranda. Tin Man peaked at 22 on Country Airplay. Mm. It didn't even crack the 20. Vice. I mean, Vice was the freaking jam on that album. Vice is an awesome yeah. song. Amber? Right now, I'm really into the High Women. Most people know Marin Morris is in that band. I don't know why we're not playing it on Country Radio. And maybe it's because it's not mainstream, but they're so good. And I would love for people to listen to them more. So I would join. I would join a Facebook fan group for sure. High Women Nation. Can you articulate why they're so good? What's so good? They honestly do like amazing harmonies and there's so many talented women in that band, just like all around great singers. And the content is different. Like I, I feel like the lyrics have more 
wisdom and soul in it. The songwriting on that record is just out of this world. It's really yeah. good. It's better than Pistol yeah. Annie's. Better than Pistol Annie's, I think, yeah. I'll have to check it out. I've not checked it out, but I'll have to check it out. I would pick, you guys are going to roll your eyes, Devin Dawson, of course. I mean, I'm surprised there's not a Devin Dawson DD club that needs to happen. I'll start rounding peeps up. I'll make the Facebook page. I just think he's such a gifted lyricist and he wrote God's Country and he's starting to write songs for a lot of other people. His next album's coming out. His single All On Me went to number two. His first single went to number two. I'm really excited to see what he cranks out next. And he was really nice to me at Country Summer. So there's that. <laughs> he's been cool to us in a number of different occasions. Yeah. We like him. And he's from Northern California. So that's always a plus. Good question. Good discussion. Who are you scanning for? And uh, we got everybody in. Thank you, Tanner. Mm-hmm. I've got my notepad here. I'm like checking everybody else. Like, uh-huh. All oh, you right. left that in the studio the other day. And Tanner and I were like, Deno's Diary. <laughs> Yesterday I pooped twice. <laughs> 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 we didn't actually we didn't actually read it, but we did do those impressions. Wait, what did you say? Yesterday I what? Yesterday I pooped twice. It was amazing. <laughs> Nolan told me I'm his favorite dad. <laughs> Entry number four. It's quite interesting because I'm pretty sure I'm his only dad. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure. I will go last. Uh, my favorite baseball player growing up was Will Clark of the San Francisco Giants, Texas Rangers, and I think he was with the Baltimore Orioles at the end of his career. His first name starts with W, so I'm last. <clears throat> I have a serious subject to discuss on the podcast. It has to do with what's going on in the world and across the country. I have not talked a lot about this topic because I don't know that I'm qualified to. Um, it's one of those things where you start talking about it and someone can very truthfully say, how would you know? So then I don't say anything. And then it's like, silence is acceptance. And it's like, Oh, what do you, what do I, do I kill myself? What do I do? But something happened uh, to a friend of mine this week. And uh, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. A friend of mine got the N word written on their car in the dust of their back window. And it's real. This is not Photoshop. It's not something that you know, can be debated or it's not something that you can say, well, I, it, it happened to them. I know the people and it's the most blatant racism that I've ever experienced here in Sonoma County, certainly recently, but ever in my life. I've never, I've never seen something like that to my eyes happen, to my ears happen. I've never had something like that happen. It's obviously very upsetting for them. I'm upset that it happened, period, for them. And so I guess I wanted to ask everyone, what's your moment that you would consider the worst racism that you've ever experienced, which isn't to say there aren't other things you've missed, not yourself, but just you witnessed and you went, wow, that's way over the line. Jen, I'll start with you. Can you think of one? Uh, I can unfortunately think of a lot. Uh, there was a night I was driving with my friends. We were went over to, was it Video Droid that used to be over there? rented a movie and we were driving back and there's three white people and a black guy and the guy driving was a white guy and he had had a tail light out and I kept telling him he needed to get it fixed and we had also bought the tail light that on that trip I had it in my hand and we got pulled over and you know we got pulled over because the tail light was out and I was like okay yeah we have the lights here we also just went to rent a movie like we're we're aware and we're going to be fixing it 
And all of a sudden, the officer needed to see the ID of the black man. Didn't ask for the ID of the driver. Didn't ask for the ID of us. And I was like, why? No ID was shown. I, I, I spoke up about it because I could clearly see it was like, oh, okay, this is why that's happening. Situations like that have happened to me, being a witness to it. And I try to speak up when I feel like I am comfortable in doing it, but it's not always a situation where I can feel comfortable, which is unfortunate. Growing up, there was racist stuff spray painted up high school. You know, people of color's cars were graffitied. It, it was something that I witnessed a lot, unfortunately. It's awful. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Definitely in high school, there's kids in high school are just brutal. I mean, they were when I was there. They were before I was there. I guarantee it is now. And they always, like kids, high school kids are just savage to one another. And that's always one way you're going to be able to get at somebody, no matter what race it is. And it was mostly in, in my at my school, it was Mexicans. And so people were, you know, that was a, a determining factor that people would slurs and make attacks about. That definitely happens a lot, for sure. Tanner, what about you? I was very lucky to grow up in an area that had a lot of different races mixed in. So, you know, there's a lot of racism that happened, but something that's just poking out in my mind is when I went to my college orientation, Central Washington University, we had an orientation and it's basically like you're locked into the dorms for a weekend, you're filling out your classes, you're, you know, roomed with people that you've never met before. And there's this guy that I was roomed up with for the weekend and we're assigned our dorm mates, essentially. You could say what dorm. And then you even get like a little like Facebook QR code to see who your roommate is. So this guy did the QR code and he saw that it was, it was a black guy. And he goes, no, I have to switch dorms to me. I was like, what, what do you mean? What's wrong? And he said, I have to, I, and he said, I can't room with this person. And I don't want to repeat exactly what he said, but I think everyone can fill in the lines. But I was like, I'm never talking to you ever again. That's disgusting. That was the grossest thing I've, I said that is the grossest thing I've ever witnessed. Get away from me. And I never saw that person again. But it's just to say that it doesn't exist is a complete lie because it, it is there. That experience really opened my eyes because to me, I thought the world was fun. But that experience realized that there is still a lot of that racism within our culture and our country. Amber? Yeah. Obviously, I grew up in Georgia. I grew up in the South where uh, racism is extremely prevalent not only you know in your peers and those around you but within your own family and sometimes in your own friend group and I think that in in my community specifically not only were there moments of racism against people from the black community but the Latinx community as well and it was really difficult and it, it's difficult in that time frame speaking out and police brutality was still a thing and racial profiling was very prevalent as well and I, I specifically remember my friend Rico who is black dropping me off at my house and then a cop car pulling by and like pulling into our driveway and asking him a bunch of questions you know why are you here what are you doing here taking his ID and I was already inside and I could kind of like hear something going on. So I, I like went outside and I was like, this is my friend. And they were like, ma'am, can you please go back inside? And I was like, no, you just dropped me off. Like, this is my friend. And that was kind of when it hit me. I was like, he wasn't, I mean, like, he just dropped me off, was about to pull away. He doesn't really, like, wasn't doing anything. But 
I, I kind of felt like that was a, a moment of maybe racial profiling and racism that I was witnessing, even though I witnessed it, I think, every day. Well, we all come from different backgrounds, um, but some would say it's still very similar. So I don't know that this is the, on the only conversation to be had on the topic, but I guess I wanted to address it a little bit because that was, I wasn't shocked that I saw that happen in Petaluma this week. Yeah. I'm not shocked to hear any of your stories, but it's just, uh, it deserves discussion. There are probably more powerful people who should be having the discussions, um, but I didn't want to completely ignore it. Thank you all for sharing that. And for anyone listening who feels that there's a perspective that was missed or something that should be added, no one here on the podcast knew that we were going to talk about this today. So I kind of surprised them with it. If you would like to join, if you'd like to share something, uh, please direct message our Instagram account, froggy92.9. Message that Instagram and uh, share your viewpoint, share what you feel is missing from the conversation. We would love to hear from you. Thank you, everybody, for joining on the episode today. We go through a lot of different emotions here. Uh, depending on what we're talking about, but we always try to keep it real. And that's the whole the whole goal of the show. So uh, Amber, Tanner, Jen, thanks for being here. And uh, if you want to hear more episodes of the podcast, just click next episode. Inside Froggy 92.9 with Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already. And stay up to date with the team on Instagram or Facebook. Follow at Froggy 929. Inside Froggy 92.9 from Amaturo Sonoma Media Group.